What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual convo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Forks podcast. Today we had, I feel like one of the OG like social media dietitians. That's how I think of her at least. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork podcast. And literally, I just said this two seconds ago <laughs> off air. But with our guest today, I feel like her official name is Dietitian Deanna. Like, you will forever be that in my head. Like, when I talk to you in person, I feel like I can't say Deanna without attaching Dietitian to it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Deanna. Sammy, Jenna, I'm so excited to chat. It's going to be a fun time with you guys. I love you guys so much. So uh, it's an honor. I know. I'm like, no, we're already cutting each other off. (laughs) I feel like you were the first dietitian to put like dietitian in front of your name on Instagram. Like, I feel like my handle, my personal handle dietitian Sammy is because of you. Like, I'm just realizing that right now. Aw, that's so sweet. And I was going to say, I feel like I know you and we've never met in person. You two have met in person, right? No, that's not true. We did meet in person. We met at Fancy. That's right. When I had the flu and I had like 117 degree fever and was sweating through my clothes. And I was like, it's so nice to meet you. (laughs) I was going to say, I felt like we were laughing the whole time, just like making jokes about. I think I was delirious that I don't remember it because I literally had to be like in the ER that night. But you two met before that because you were not fancy, right, Sammy? I've never been to fancy. That blows my mind, but that's for another another episode. (laughs) But yes, Deanna lived in Pittsburgh for a while and I'm from Pittsburgh. So when I would go back home, we've gotten coffee and just chatted. I love it. Yeah. So there's so many things we want to jump into, but we want to definitely just pick your brain in so many different ways. But before we go to where we want to talk, we always love to start our episodes with just really learning how you got to where you are today. And I feel like we have a good idea just because we've followed you on social media for literal years now. But if you don't mind sharing with our audience, just how you've gotten to where you are today, both professionally, personally, um, on your food freedom journey, and you can take 30 seconds, you can take 30 minutes, you just share with us whatever you want to share. I love it. My first tip is always transparency over being the expert. I think as a lot of dietitians, we think we have to be perfect. We have to know exactly what we're talking about, make no mistakes, show that we know exactly what we're talking about. And I think that was always my, my biggest kind of motivating factor as I was sharing things was like, I mess up. I'm not perfect. I'm a person first before a dietitian. And I think that's what really resonated with my audience and why I've grown. Um, 
I didn't know I wanted to be a dietitian. I got into it just working with dietitians. I had an eating disorder in high school. Um, and then I had years of kind of quasi recovery disordered eating. I did a bodybuilding show. Really. That's what like fueled me to get into nutrition in general. I, I, you know, opened my first business when I was working full time and managed a bunch of health coaches, loved it. Um, but ultimately, honestly, dietitian Deanna has only been around since 2019. So it's been around for two years now. Um, I've grown professionally just from investing in myself, believing that women deserve financial freedom, time freedom. We believe, um, I believe in, you know, being worth what you're worth, you know, we're experts. And I think even as I, I, as I coach, you know, 18 amazing women in my entrepreneur Academy who are dietitians, therapists, you know, um, naturopathic doctors, I think they're like, well, I need more schooling, right? I need more education. And I'm like, wait, well, how long did you go to school for? <laughs> Four years, six years, right? Um, so I really think it's a combination of that. And then really just went my own journey. I've shared a lot <laughs> online. So it's almost like where to start, but it really has been kind of full circle to feel like I, you know, just have been able to overcome what I have, um, with my disordered eating macro counting to now true intuitive eating and food freedom. And I give all those tools to the, honestly, we've now hit almost 600 women and men in my food freedom breakthrough program, um, which is just amazing. It's like my passion. It's my baby. Um, it's been around for two years now. So food freedom breakthrough is where I give all my tools to people. We walk through kind of the three phases I feel like I had to go through, um, in order to get to where I am today. Hopefully I think that was really high level, but if you want any details, let me know. We like high level. That was really good. Um, and Sam and I were going back and forth over what we wanted to pick your brain about today, because we both feel like your content is amazing. And there's so many different areas that we could take it, but like you love to grocery shop. And I don't know if you know this, but Sam and I were both grocery store dietitians. So we feel like this is a perfect topic today. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I love it. I think <laughs> I had even said before we started recording, I think there's such a balance that people don't quite understand with intuitive eating and food freedom of how to actually like approach nutrition in a positive way. And I think that's always what I hope my clients and students take away is that you can still, you know, fuel yourself and there's still health involved. It's just not so much numbers and calories and grams and right. It's more like, uh, you know, what satisfies me? What textures do I need? Like, how can I make sure I'm full for three to four hours? How, am I drinking enough water? Like kind of not back to the basics. It's definitely like, there's some sciencey shit behind all of this that we've, you know, that we've learned over six years. Right. Um, but it's really just getting away from, well, my snacks can only be 200 calories. My meals can only be 400 calories. Sorry if we we're not using numbers, but right. There's just a lot of numbers. You know, I have to have X amount of grams of protein and, you know, I have to eat at X time. Right. So it's just like so many numbers when you're involved, you know, in dieting that, you know, intuitive eating, we can still talk about groceries and I still will talk about like ingredients and how to read that and how to grocery shop and look at nutrition. Right. But it's like, look, seeing the calories and the grams isn't like the most important thing as you grocery shop. It's more fun. It's more positive now. Right. Yes. And it's like, once, 
I love how that point that you made that like you can like as dietitians, intuitive eating dietitians, we all still talk about nutrition, like medical nutrition therapy isn't going anywhere. Gentle nutrition is the 10th principle of intuitive eating. So really once, you know, for all of us, I can just imagine with our clients, once we remove the guilt and shame associated to food, then we can actually start picking things that are physically, mentally, and emotionally pleasant and you're allowed to have nutrient dense foods in your diet. Like there's that big myth, right? That intuitive eating is all about pizza and cake and cookies only. Or, um, so I feel like when we pick the topic for today, we're just like, Diana, Deanna is the like guru OG of like the Trader Joe's haul. Like, I feel like you were the first to do that. I could be wrong. Um, but I feel like I remember we'll always seeing, be the first to us. Yeah, to us. And I remember like, I was not a big Trader Joe's person for the longest time. I just like, didn't really know what it was. And then like, obviously once you step into that place, like you're converted, um, right away. So how did you start your grocery hauls? Like, when did that start for you? How did that trend kind of pick up in your world? <sighs> Honestly, one of my like top ranked reels is the one like trend where it's like at the normal grocery store sucks at Trader Joe's like hell yeah right like, <laughs> um, because I I totally get when people are like I don't know what to do when I go into Trader Joe's or where to, where to look for stuff right like that's how I feel in a normal grocery store but um I I don't know where it started I, honestly I wish I had like coined like the Trader Joe's like list and just been like a Trader Joe's account now I'm kidding uh, I'm I'm very happy with my point of view but. <laughs> Um, I think, I don't know. I lived like walking distance and we still live walking distance from one. So it's just kind of like easy, something to share. And then I always just get so much feedback on it, um, that it was fun to just share like new finds. And then there's just so many ways to like combine their frozen and fresh foods to create meals. And like my whole, you know, my whole third phase of my program is about meal planning, right? Like is about gentle nutrition. So I don't use all Trader Joe's in there. Um, so it's not like you have to like be a Trader Joe's addict like I am, but I think it just started from like people really resonating with it and like jumping on board. Um, and yeah. I actually just finished lunch and I used, they had the new chili lime mayo. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but the chili lime seasoning, they now made into mayo. It is to die for. Um, I just put it on some chicken, the rotisserie chicken and bought my dog. <laughs> I had for lunch. And there we go. Anyways, something that came up for me as you were saying this though, is oftentimes I get questions on Instagram or sometimes people like to ask them kind of aggressively. So I'm interested to hear your thought on this. Do you make a list when you grocery shop? Like, do you have like when you say meal planning, right? Like I understand Sam and I understand what you're saying by that, but for some of our listeners going through this food freedom transformation right now and on their journey, you know, meal planning, like planning ahead can sometimes feel very diety. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously we both, we all know that that's not the case, um, or doesn't have to be, but when you go into a grocery store, do you make a list? Like, do you have intentions on, you know, knowing what you're going to make for your meals for the week? Um, or is it more just like looking, this is what interests me. I know I need from X, Y, Z category. Can you expand on that a little bit for us? Yeah. I always say the most successful. So, so Zach, Zach my husband and I are when we're meal planning is, 
uh, the fact that we kind of meal plan in the grocery store, right? So <laughs> we're, I, I think before in my disordered eating, yeah, it was me like spending so much time researching recipes and, you know, food porn everywhere, right? Like it was me making these crazy lists and planning everything and prepping and putting it in containers measured out. Right. Um, you know, and I think for us now it's, I always say, you know, I run through everybody meal plans differently. My meal planning is very simple because I don't really like, I don't love to cook. Right. I love to like grocery shop and like find new stuff, but I'm not the dietitian that's going to like share with you like casseroles and these beautiful, amazing recipes. (laughs) That is not me. Um, so what I'm trying to share with you is like how to build meals that are like satisfying and, and like keep you full and that like check the boxes for health. But, um, so now I always say our, our biggest takeaways are like, do we have two proteins in the fridge for us this week? Do we have at least two carbs? Right. Um, and then we just kind of like decide what veggies to either, you know, Jen, I know you love air frying, right. To either air fry (laughs) steam or, you know, we don't roast that much being at summertime, but, you know, and then just thinking, okay, what other healthy fats do we have? Do we have pesto in the fridge? Do we have cheese? Right. And adding that on, and that doesn't have to be too complex either. So I think a lot of, you know, clients will say, I really don't understand how to like put meals together. I'll buy stuff. And, and that's what I really try to help people with is like demystifying, like making stuff at home where you're just like, well, I think I have frozen salmon, but I forgot to frost it. I might as well just get, you know, Uber eats. Right. Or like, that's where a lot of clients go instead. It's like, well, what can you piece together so that this is like satisfying and hits, you know, everything that you're really desiring right now, knowing the meal doesn't have to be perfect. Right. But, um, I don't remember the original question, but that's, Oh, this is perfect. No, this is perfect. (laughs) But that's really it. Like we're in the store and it's kind of like, does salmon sound good? Okay. Salmon. What else do we need? Do we have, you know, I mean, we always have eggs, but like having at least two protein sources every week, two carbs, are we going to do sweet potatoes this week? Are we going to do the microwavable Jasmine rice? Are we going to, you know, have to cut up the sweet potatoes? When am I going to do that? So it's like, what ingredients, when do I have time to do that? Um, it, Cause like, do I need to do it right when I get home from the store, which I don't do a lot, totally <laughs> a lot of it is pre-made. Um, and then just like throughout the week, we're kind of just like, well, tonight we'll do this, right? It's not. I am not the dietitian that is like Monday, we're going to have, you know, tacos and Tuesday that just like, doesn't work for my lifestyle. Um, just because Zach and I, like he works a full-time job. He's in an office, right? Like we hit up the gym together. Like I meet him at the gym and then we go home and it's kind of like, okay, let's, let's do dinner. You know, not everything is planned and prepped perfectly. So that's our lifestyle. And I try to share that with others through my program and through Instagram. That was amazing. And I just have to say, I love how many things you guys do together because my husband and I cannot grocery shop together. We're like two animals in the grocery store that go <laughs> opposite directions. And we also can't work out together. <laughs> um, we are not always together in Trader Joe's. Usually like I'm running around looking at all the new stuff and he's like getting like the staple, like avocados, apples, right? Like he's like so regimented and I'm like, I want to check out all the new stuff. Like I'm like a, the kid in the candy store. Right. Um, so yeah. So well, I really love it and I respect it so much. <laughs> I would have to agree with my husband. So he usually does the grocery shopping. I like I think because we worked in grocery stores, I have like PTSD of like feeling yeah. like I'm working or like as like 
we used to do a lot of local stuff. So I'd be in the grocery store and people be like, oh my God, Sammy, can I eat this? And I'm like, oh fuck no. So I would just like, <laughs> I have like PTSD from the grocery store, but I can't go with my husband either because I'm like, okay, we're going to get, like you said, the proteins, the carbs, like that's how my brain works. And he's like, let's go up and down every aisle. And I'm like, oh hell no. Like let's get in, let's get out. So it's so funny how everyone is different, but I, we, we need to go back to make sure that we hit that. I want to make sure I heard you correctly, Deanna, both places you've lived, you've lived walking distance from Trader Joe's. That is so impressive. Amazing. Thank you. Is that a requirement for like, when you picked your home, you're like, okay, we have to be walking distance from Trader Joe's. Basically. <laughs> I seriously freaking love that. And I'm so jealous. Um, <laughs> And the only way I get Zach to grocery shop with me is if I'm like, okay, we can go on a bike ride later, right? Or like stuff like that. But he is, he's so so supportive. And in my first trimester, I did not grocery shop at all. Like I was sick. I was, yeah. Yeah. I'm still Instacarting from pregnancy through postpartum. I think I've grocery shopped twice. (laughs) And then I saw on their website, I didn't know this, but I was using the computer today to do it. And on, I use Wegmans for Instacart for here. And it says on it, prices are higher than in store. And I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing this whole time? <laughs> What's the convenience factor, right? Like who knew? I always wondered why I got like alerts from on my phone. that was like high charge on your American Express card when my Instacart goes through, but that's for another day. <laughs> now we know. But I love how you, you both can, I know Jenna, you asked the question, Deanna, you did an awesome job explaining. And I think a big thing I just want to highlight for listeners is like, when people hear the word meal planning, I feel like that could be so triggering because the definition of meal planning coming from diet culture versus the intuitive eating lens is completely different. So just calling attention for listeners that like, what is your intention behind meal planning? Right. Because if it's like, Deanna, you were explaining like previous you, like in diet culture, right. Or eating disorder. It's like, it was to shrink your body, to control the calories, to control the macros. But now your, your intention behind meal planning is what's going to satisfy us. What's going to be easiest to get fuel in this week. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. what's going to be enjoyable. And I think that's such a beautiful thing is noticing that like meal planning can exist in diet culture and it can just exist in intuitive eating and food freedom life, but it's completely different. And so I love how you kind of showed both sides of that. And that's so beautiful to see that transition. Yeah. Perfect recap. So we have to ask like, what's your favorite, if I put a gun to your head, which that's scary to even say, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) If we put a gun to your head and said, you can only have one Trader Joe's food for the rest of your life, or you can pick three three items what would they be? That's truly the hardest question. Um, it's a mean question. I know, but I have <laughs> like, to know. Like there's so many circumstances, right? I think sometimes if people are going and they live like an hour away, I'll tell them certain frozen foods. Right. But I might not buy that because I can stop by anytime. Right. And for me, it's like, I love just like random veggies. I can't get anywhere else that are super cheap, but organic. Right. And like stuff like that or like dips and spreads and stuff. Oh my God. I don't know. The dips. What's your favorite dip? Go with the dips. Carry, carry me through here. (laughs) I truly do really love that pesto that's in the refrigerated aisle. It's like the cashew and kale pesto. That's like 
one of my favorites I'll dip crackers in or like put on anything. Um, I mean, all of their hummuses are really good. I really love the, uh, there's like a tabbouleh hummus right now or something like that. Um, how's the dill pickle hummus? I saw that you purchased that. I need a recap. I mean, I'm into pickle everything. I always do. (laughs) So like the fact that they're like riding the pickle train this summer is awesome. There's the popcorn Um, too. Yep. The popcorn, but the chips, the chips blow the popcorn out of the water. Like I'm okay. I think popcorn, like for me has like this kind of like diet culture rep too. So like for me, like the chips are like 10 out of 10 compared to popcorn. Not the, I love popcorn still. I will eat that out the wazoo. Um, yeah, like the dill pickle. I don't know. There's so many, I mean, there's just like so many staples I get. Um, I mean, their frozen fruit is always amazing. Some of the, like literally every day, um, I was eating the, uh, cacio e pepe frozen. So good. That is 11 out of 10 for sure. The dill pickle or, um, like the seasoned popcorn, like a lot of their snacks are just stuff you can't get anywhere else. So I'd say like, definitely like have Trader Joe's be a breakthrough for you for your food freedom journey and like get the snacks, get the chips, right? Like get the frozen foods that you're like, you know, questioning. Cause I think that's what has really helped me too, is like just challenging myself to try something new every week or try all the new stuff that I'm like, wait, am I going to like this? Do I like this? Right. So it's, um, so many things. They have like a great sourdough bread that I do for avocado toast. Um, I feel like I feel about the ravioli because they're my favorite things of all time. (laughs) I, I like pasta more than ravioli. Like if I had Mm. to vote, I would just vote for ravioli or I would vote for pasta or like gnocchi, like their normal gnocchi. Um, or they're like sweet potato gnocchi in the freezer section. So I'm sorry, Jenna, the ravioli. I have 12 of them in my fridge right now. No big deal. It's fine. (laughs) Which flavor, which one is your favorite? The goat cheese one is beyond. I think it's goat cheese and sun-dried tomato. But this week I bought the lemon zest ricotta Mm -hmm. and basically everything that I couldn't have when I was breastfeeding. I like went balls to the wall because I couldn't have dairy when I was breastfeeding. So I bought every type of cheese thing that they owned. Um, And so I got all of them and the caramelized onion dip is by far like I bought six. Um, Those are my favorites. If you were shooting me, (laughs) the unexpected cheddar cheese is really good. If you're on a cheese kick, it's, it's like a shredded cheese, um, but it's so satisfying. I put it on eggs and it's like, so good. It crisps up in the pan. Like I'll put it on the eggs as they're cooking. I feel like we are not allowed to like air this episode until we talk to Trader Joe's and get like mad sponsorship from them because people are just going to be running to Trader Joe's now. But I love that you brought up their vegan kale pesto is what you called out on the refrigerated section. That shit goes good on everything. I put you that love on that. gnocchi, protein, like salmon, anything. So that made me think with, you've mentioned a couple of times, like the frozen items, right? Those dips. Um, any like simple tips you have for listeners on using, it could be Trader Joe's. It could be just general grocery items, like convenience items. Like, can you myth bust for our listeners that convenience items can be used in many ways and can be a part of an air quotes, healthy diet 
AKA what you're eating and drinking. You can kind of talk about convenience foods a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you say convenience foods because I feel like there's so many different terms right now that people get confused, right? I've done a couple posts on processed and what that means. And there's mm. even now ultra processed and ultra, ultra processed, right? Because processed at the end of the day is truly just like cutting up a head of broccoli, right? Like just cutting and slicing and, you know, your favorite organic, you know, nothing added tomatoes are processed in a can, right? So, um, again, like realizing kind of the difference between all like convenience processed, um, like all of those terms are just so interchangeable or like, I, I just think people get confused with them. So, um, yes, they can completely be part of like a diet that makes you feel good and that can reach your goals no matter what your goals are. Right. So if you really are in this journey, I think the most important thing is taking away like having to pick up a product and be like, well, this has too many calories or counting macros. Like this has too much fat, right. Or this is too many carbs. And instead being like, will this be something that I'm going to enjoy? Right. Like maybe you don't know, maybe, maybe you've got to like put out a vote. Right. And, <laughs> and decide if it, if it's a product that is, is good or not. Right. Um, but you have to take away the thought that frozen foods are, you know, off limits. Cause I think a lot of people think, well, I have to have like, you know, farmer's market, like head of broccoli, which like I buy pre-chopped broccoli. Cause that works for my lifestyle. And I think a lot of times when us as women, especially when we get into intuitive eating and we're like, we don't want to think about food at all. Then you're on the other spectrum of like, kind of being like, well, I'm hungry. What do I eat now being stressed? And then kind of just like eating a bag of chips and that doesn't feel good either. So that's why I always say like, you kind of have to have to be able to not think about food at all. You have to prepare a little bit to help you think about it less too. Um, so instead of just eating the chips and like not feeling great and fueled, you actually do prepare a little bit with, okay, well, do I have the frozen cacio pepe? Can I add some shrimp to that and some spinach, right? Like that's an easy idea where it's like, you know, uh, some people may be scared of like a frozen pasta, but can you add something like shrimp and, and fiber from the greens? That's like a more satisfying meal. And you're kind of combining things to make that more satisfying and keep you full and be a more balanced option. I love that. Yes. Always myth busting. Like that was the biggest thing I would think as uh, retail dietitians that people would be like frozen food is unhealthy. Blah, blah, blah. Always. Like, no, like it is a necessity and it is super easy. And like you said, you can pair it with things and um, yeah, just want to reflect what you said about too. Like, I forget exactly how you said it, but that's such a common thing with intuitive eating in the beginning. People do go to like, I'm not even thinking about food and then they get hungry all the time. So like in the beginning of your intuitive eating journey, there definitely is like a hyper consciousness of being aware of hunger. And you have to think about it a little bit to be able to not think about it, if that makes sense. But so I love how you touched on that too. Love it. Awesome. Well, our last question for you, and I know this is a hard one. This is a really broad one, but <laughs> Here we with, go. <laughs> with everything that we talked about today for our listeners who, you know, are on a journey to food freedom, they're trying to be intuitive eaters. Maybe they're already intuitive eaters. Um, 
what, if you had like one piece of advice that you could give them, if they don't remember anything else from this episode, except what you're about to say, what do you want them to hear? I feel like it's different than what we talked about on this. Like, yes, I would say for sure have fun in the grocery store, like try new things. Um, I think I have kind of like three takeaways. I don't know if there's one, I think one, like where I think I hear a lot of women is like, looking at hunger as a good sign, right? Instead of like a negative, I have to suppress it. I have to figure out my appetite. Um, Like don't look at calories anymore as like enemies and look at them as energy in a good way, right? I think people think with intuitive eating, it's like calories don't count, right? But we're like, no calories count. And that's awesome. Like that is a positive thing. Um, So we're not like negating science and calories and energy. We're just talking about it in a new way. Um, and then I think it's just like the other quote that I always come back to with clients is like your fear of gaining potentially a small amount of weight to like fix your relationship with food and finally be happy, like happy in your life is keeping you at war with your body and food for the rest of your life. And so I just, I know everybody's scared to start this journey, right. Or as they start this journey, they're like, well, I don't want my body to change. And I think when you realize that that fear is holding you back from so many things, um, to be able to live a life that's free. Um, I really hope people take that away too. Like you can be scared and still do it. Right. So, um, I hope people really do walk away with that as something that they, they take away from, um, that I try to share a lot. I, appreciate these so much. And there's two things that I want to call out that I want our listeners to really hear from this episode, because I don't think we've really said these out loud in this way yet. But like, number one is we touched on this in like 15 different directions, I feel like, but like everybody needs to remember that intuitive eating was created by registered dietitians and by with registered dietitians, like we have a responsibility to do no harm for the people that we work with. Right. And so intuitive eating was created by dietitians that don't want to hurt people. They want to help people. And I feel like when people think about intuitive eating, they sit there and they say what Sammy said before, you know, cookies, cakes, pizza, whatever. But the reality is everybody is like, this was created to help not hurt, to promote health, not hurt it. And your nutrition, your diet, AKA what you eat every day and how you think about food is the focus. (laughs) Like, I feel like people don't hear that. And I think we said it so many times today, but I want people to remember that and like, understand it. Like I said that to someone the other day and they were like, I didn't know intuitive eating was created by dietitians. I'm like, who the fuck did you think created it? So like, okay. Anyways. And then the next one is that food is fun. Like, I just feel like this episode just was light and airy. And like, we talked about food and like, like we were talking about our best friends right? Like the popcorn or the dill pickles or whatever it is. And that's something that I hope everybody that hears this episode can like walk away and think to themselves, like what food makes me this happy? (laughs) Because I feel like we all were so happy just like talking about the foods that we love in one particular grocery store. Like we could do an episode on every single grocery store at this point, because food should bring that level of joy. It doesn't have to all the time, but it can. And I think that that's something that I just wanted to call some attention too. Love it, Jenna. Question <laughs> is definitely needed. 
Yes. And I love how you said, like, you felt like we were talking about our friends and like, if people are listening to this and, you know, when Deanna was talking about the pasta or, you know, we were all talking about our favorite foods. If you're like, oh gosh, like I never talk about food that way. Like no judgment, right? No guilt, no shame. Just thinking like, okay, what are some steps I can take to start to make peace with food? And um, you have three intuitive eating dietitians here that are more than happy to help you. And so Deanna, for people listening today that are like, I need to follow Deanna, I would assume they already do if they're listening to us, but um, what is the easiest and best way that they can find you? I hang out on Instagram the most, but I'm also on TikTok. If, if you're somehow hopping on that train too, as well, which I had said like, oh no, I'll never do TikTok, but it is pretty fun. I'm dietitian dot Deanna there too. Um, I'm launching my podcast this month. My website dietitian.com is also being revamped this month. So lots of stuff going on. Um, and food freedom breakthrough is my 12 week program. We walk through the three phases of reframing your thinking about food in your body, overcoming bad body image, and then nutrition and exercise. So that's really it. And then I help other dietitians too. Like focus on growing their business online. That's one of my other big passions. So helping women feel empowered in every facet of their life is really, really the goal. So that's it. So for (laughs) anybody listening, head over to Instagram at dietitian Deanna, and you can find all of that information there. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there, and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all your friends and faves, and follow along with us on social at what the actual fork pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have while fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week for a lot more fun.